Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Eric, there's no Hulkamaniacs here. Oh, oh, <laughs> this water is not hot. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's so funny you found that that, uh, that Hulk Hogan clip that you put on uh, our Facebook page, that's the origin of the giant of the big show. I don't, it was, it, it's just so bizarre. And like I was, I was impressed with the production value. Like they made like <laughs> fake background sets and stuff, and you were supposed to be like some jungle temple scene or something. It was with uh, Kevin the Taskmaster and yeah, and uh, who was the other guy? Was that uh, uh, George the Animal Steel? Maybe uh, no, it wasn't. But okay. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you it was, but it wasn't George. But yeah, it was like that. There's like some statue of like this ultimate man, and then like it gets blown up with Hulk Hogan next to it, and giant pops out and he's like looking down the camera going i am the one to immortal yeah i'm the ultimate giant yeah and like yeah. the taskmaster is like giggling him on like yes yes destroy hokamania yeah that was hilarious it's so weird welcome to the Jumpman podcast where the fun never starts <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of shit to talk to you about today. Comic books, movie scripts, titties. What? Movie reviews. No, it's just on my head mind. Okay. Um, well, you know, you are a guy. TV reviews That's and whatever good. whatever dumb stuff you want Chad wants to talk about. What? Dude, video <laughs> games are dumb. Oh, okay, video games. There you go. No, I actually, I actually have a, a I've been into a retro semi retro video game, so like Let's keep the, the the gold standard on the retro video game TV uh, websites that we're on mm. <laughs> for a second. But first, <laughs> let's talk about our Twitter challenge. Oh, yeah. The Twitter <laughs> challenge that kind of fizz fizzled and popped. Yeah, this was my idea. So I'm the idiot. And I was just like, you know, I, I posed it to our listeners like, hey, Try and get um, go on Twitter and try and get people celebrities to retweet you or to actually respond to you, and because uh, I just I'm always on Twitter and I and occasionally if I like something I'll I'll tweet it out to the celebrity but I don't do it on purpose to get them to retweet it and I was like I wonder if I could because all these other d bags on Twitter are always getting their shit retweeted and stuff I was right. like I wonder if I could so we we threw it out to the listeners too and said hey whoever gets the most retweets or responses. Um, will win a prize. But I'm also competing. And if you can't beat me, <laughs> then go fuck yourself. Damn. It's like it's like you're you're in some kind of like car racing game with everyone else. I'm final boss or something. Yeah, yeah. So um so we only had one uh I got one retweet mm -hmm. and uh one of our listeners, Zach, also got one retweet and no one else got anything. Yeah, Zach Zach who he won the contest last week, Arani. Right. Yeah, and he almost repeated, but I said you had to beat me. So sorry, dude. A tie just isn't good enough. It's like kissing your sister, and Damn. none of us do that. <laughs> so um, none of us even think about doing that. So shout out to you, but sorry, you didn't beat me. Um, so I, I decided either this this either means that one, no one gave a shit about our contest, most right. likely. Uh, two, uh, a lot of people don't go on Twitter. Right. Possible or three, it is hard to get retweeted <laughs> by celebrities. <laughs> so. I'll give you a quick rundown of here are the people that I um, I sent out tweets to, and I didn't want to do too much because I figured it's it's like if I if I did thirty and got one retweet that was kind of pathetic. Okay. So I said I'd only do like five. 
So here we go. Um, my first tweet was to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. At JCPD online. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, Jean-Claude, your next movie should be called Triple Impact, a sequel to <laughs> Double Impact. When he played hit twins of himself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, turns out there were triplets and he needs help. So, um, dude, I love that. He probably didn't respond because he's like, that, that's a good idea. I will steal that. Yeah, I was like, he probably just didn't want to give me credit. But I was like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he do Triple Impact and play three of himself? I mean, why not just play, why not just have like the Expendables, but have him play every single character? I know. I I just thought that was like a gold idea, and I figured I'd at least get a retweet from Jean Claude. But uh, nope. Um, the next one I sent it out. I love the cartoon regular show, mm -hmm. so I tweeted at one of the voice actors, thinking, "Well, voice actors, they don't get enough love. Maybe they'll retweet me." So I did a little inside joke. If you don't know regular show, you won't get this. But I, I wrote, I'm like, and this was to the voice of Rigby. Right. I'm like, you know who else thinks Rigby is awesome on regular show? My mom. <laughs> so hashtag think, regular show. Yeah, I think you have to like, you have to have some disclaimer before that tweet. Like, all right, this is the voice that you need to use. Well, anyways. in order for that to make sense. So um, I did, because I, I was like, I'm like, I, you know, I don't want to go up to like hardcore celebrities. I got to go to, you know, D-listers. So <laughs> then I tweeted at Lacey Chabert, mm -hmm. the, the chick from Party of Five, who was in that Scarecrow movie I just saw in sci-fi. Oh. And so I wrote to her, I said, Scarecrow is awesome. They need to do a sequel so you can kick some more Scarecrow ass. Hashtag Lacey Action Star. And well, that, was she was she like the final girl in that movie or she what? was she was yeah uh, and uh and I was like well that you know that was like a kiss ass of a tweet yeah but she sucks you know so why wouldn't she retweet that it <laughs> says the movie she was in it makes her sound awesome even though she wasn't you know that's gold that didn't get retweeted well you know sometimes Eric sometimes you know you you uh you're on Twitter and you tweet at people but you don't really like check your feed ever yeah, it could be. I just figured. Um, so this one, this I did this one just for you, Chad. Oh, yes. Uh, I tweeted at Rob Paulson. Oh, God. The original voice of <laughs> Raphael the Ninja Turtle and the current voice of Donatello the Ninja Turtle. And let's face it, the guy's done like a zillion cartoons. Tons. Who Chad, who Chad called a racist and, he, and Rob and he actually... Was responded and he responded saying hey chad it's not racist uh people just need to like calm down and chill out about how i'm making fun of them and yes. they're uh and ching chong ping pong is not racist <laughs> yeah so so basically chad's favorite voice actor of all time hates him <laughs> i mean maybe but like dude i called i all right i didn't mean did, to call him out on facebook i'm freaky in the brain well, he, he, did, he did everything, and he's amazingly talented. But but we we both I think we both agreed that he went a little too far in be, trying to be funny at Comic Con last year. I agree, but I'm not gonna. But you know, you think the internet is anonymous, Chad, and sometimes it's not. Burn. No. So, anyways, just for Chad, I tweeted Rob Paulson, and I was like, "The Ninja Turtles need to meet the biker mice from Mars." Ultimate Rob Paulson awesomeness explosion. Well, who did he play in Biker Mice? Uh, the white one, like the leader. The white one was like the comic relief. Like he was like the Michelangelo of the group. Really? I thought yeah. the white one was the leader. Anyways, nah. if you go back and watch Biker Mice, Rob Paulson's voice jumps out at you. Of course. Well, Rob Paulson, he's like Cam Clark. Like anything yeah. he's in, I'm like, all right, clearly that's that's Rob Paulson. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's the same with, um, God, now I'm forgetting his name. The guy who played Cow and Chicken and the Red Guy. 
yeah. but Buster Bunny and the current voice of Doctor Doom. It's clearly his his voice every single time. Right. Like like he only plays one character. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Oh, seriously, yeah. So so that was my way of trying to mend the fences between Rob Paulson and our podcast. <laughs> But he must have sniffed me out because he also did not respond to me. He was like, what podcast? Uh. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted Hacksaw Jim Duggan, one of our favorite cheesy wrestlers of the 80s. Mm-hmm. He's all over Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, actually, and I like him. So he loves the he loves USA, loves America. So I wrote, if Hacksaw Jim Duggan isn't the star of the upcoming Captain America movie, I'm not <laughs> watching it. Hashtag, oh! <laughs> I literally wrote H and like a shit ton of O's after it. Awesome. And that motherfucker didn't retweet me. Well, what are you going to do? The trailer's already out, man, and it looks fantastic. Well, I no, the day the trailer came out was when I tweeted him. Oh, okay. I figured it was current, it was topical, you know, blown smoke up his ass. Uh, so the only one I did get was Nikki and Sarah Live, which is this really, I like this, it's a fun talk show. These two women have a late night talk show on MTV, mm-hmm. and they're really funny. Oh, so uh-huh. wait, so wait, it, a, a talk show on MTV? Yeah, it's a half-hour talk show on 11 o'clock at night, and it's live once a week. That's actually pretty cool. It is cool. One of them is a stand-up comic, and the other one used to write uh, for Jimmy Fallon and stuff, so. Cool. And they're funny. They're, they're not the usual shitty late-night talk show. Awesome. So I wrote them, Nikki and Sarah Live is the greatest show of all time. Suck it, all other shows. You heard me, Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> and that was enough to get a retweet. So, so there was like, like it was like a shout out. It was a little bit of smoke up the ass, and it was like, uh, like a nostalgic reference that they probably saw when they were kids. Yeah, and a joke. Well, know. there you go. I think that's like a perfect so, storm. Yeah. So clearly it was. So that was the only one I, I succeeded on. So, um, challenge is over. Nobody wins in this one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's like saving Private Ryan. We saved Matt Damon, but we're all fucking dead. <laughs> so spoiler. Um. So I will continue to tweet every once in a while to um, celebrities just to see if I can get something funny from them. But mm-hmm. uh, clearly, this was an ill-conceived challenge. Well, you know. So, so moving on, Eric. Yep. Uh, dude, I've been playing. Uh, it's crazy. Like when I find time to play video game, aka when I ride the subway. Right. Uh, I play the crap out of it, man. Sometimes I miss my stops because I'm just too into it. Like, and this is the danger of playing a video game with headphones on the subway. Is like sometimes you just get like wrapped into it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, crap, missed my stop. I have to, like, get out, go across the street, get onto a train going the other direction. Anyway, so I've been playing Dragon Quest Nine: colon, Sentinels of the Starry Skies. Interesting. Yeah, have you ever played a Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior game? No. It's, like, as JRPG as you can get. I played a Freddy Krueger Dream Warrior game once, I think. <laughs> no. Dream Warriors! <laughs> totally different, totally different. I mean, sli- slightly different. So it's 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 your very traditional RPG. You're the hero. You got you, you set out. It's like a medieval type setting. There's like kings and princesses and monsters, and you run out into the field and get into battles with random monsters uh, who are basically like like all, they have like all punny names. All the monsters. Okay, I so like, like it. Yeah, I've been fighting these uh, these these killer monkeys called bad boons. Yeah, I like it. That's yeah. Cool. So it's like it's it's funny and silly. And, uh, thank goodness, uh, it's not like really random battles. You can see the monsters running around on the screen so you can avoid them. Mm. And occasionally, occasionally, if they're on screen for too long, they'll run at you. Uh, and so you either have to try and avoid them or like run at them like, head on! <clears throat> so, I've been having a great time. It's awesome. It's like, um, 
you, uh, you're a character everybody talks to, and your party of three, who, uh, who you built up from nothing, they're just totally random uh, NPCs. Everyone totally ignores them. The whole point being, um, if you had this game also, Eric, we could play together at the same time. Ooh. So you could join my party if we were, like, in the same room together on Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, Chad, I know you, and your parties are usually lame, so... What? <laughs> I will no not way, dude. join it. I'm going to find a cooler party. No way, man. Hummus and board games and, like, maybe, like, some soda. Oh, that, my that, God. That's hip, right? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I would have a great time with it, and I, I want to say, like, I'm only... Based on, like, the monster list, like, every time you defeat a monster, it gets put in this list that you can check out and, like, see their, like, defects and um, a little bit info about them. Mm -hmm. uh, based on that, I want to say, like, I'm, like, 10% through the game. Okay. I've been playing it maybe, like, this week. So Can you, can you tell me one more cool monster name? Oh, you know, I'm trying to think. Because I've, I've just been destroying these guys left and right. Uh, there's there's like this cursed knight called the White Knight, but it's okay. spelled W I G H T. Ah, like okay. Monster, and he's trying to I get gotcha. back, trying to get back to his uh, to his uh, village, which is gone, called Brigadoom. Yes. Okay. So it's all kinds of punny. That's cool. Mm. That's cool. Well, uh, I have a movie review for you. Oh, what'd you see? I actually have two. I'll get you. So oh, I'll go double fast. All right. So okay. one. Escape Plan, starring Sylvester Stallone and oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Right, it dude. was good. It was actually good. It was good. I mean, I went there. I was like, you know what? You know, how many times do you watch cheesy '80s action movies by these gentlemen? But you have to watch them on DVD or online or something. I was like, you know what? This is probably my last chance to go to the theater and see them both together in a movie that's basically like a cheesy '80s action movie. I was right. like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna plunk down a couple bucks. I'm gonna go enjoy it. And it was good. Okay. It was actually good. You wait, wait. Uh, the, the way you said that, you were like, "It was good." <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, it wasn't great. Okay. You know, I'm not saying like this is such an amazing movie. No, yeah. but I mean, you know, Sylvester Stallone is this prison break expert, and then he gets thrown into them, this crooked, futuristic, terrible prison, and uh, he's like, "Shit, I can't break out of this one." And hey, I'm, uh, I'm, st I'm still waiting for like the action thriller called like The Warden, where like the warden of a prison is actually the good guy. They always play the bad guy. Oh, you got to be the bad guy for the warden, I guess. And Jim Jim Cavazier, however, say his name, the guy who played Jesus, Cavaz he's the bad, he's the warden. Cavazier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pass him around. Um. So and then Schwarzenegger's in there and agrees to help him. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's good. They are trying to break out of the prison the entire movie, so it is nonstop action. Cool. There's no bullshit stuff. There's no motorcycle ride, angsty motorcycle rides with your babe, you know, for twenty minutes and. And none of that bullshit. They're just trying to escape prison the entire time. Well, that's, very, very refreshing. That, that's well. I mean, that's that's kind of like how movies are today. Like ever since like mid two thousands, people are like, "Hey, let's just give the people what they want." The entire movie, and they just boiled action movies down to the essential ingredients, and then just put those up on screen. Yeah, way better. So, so it's it's enjoyable. I liked it. Um, Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger, since they are in the movie together, they're kind of like co-stars this time, which is great. Because if I had to put up with one of them the entire time, I'd be like, fuck this. Because we, we saw Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger come out with uh, solo action movies this January, and they were mm -hmm. fucking terrible. Yeah. 
last corn mando anyone yeah that was bad uh, they were bad but together even though it was almost impossible to understand what they were talking about together um was good <laughs> was good they didn't have to carry the movie mm-hmm. so it worked see I, was, I, I feel like out of out of either of them schwarzenegger is not aging well uh and and somehow stallone totally is like i can understand more of what he's saying and like schwarzenegger's eyes just keep getting smaller and smaller well, the one, Rambo, uh, Stallone, he is a lot of Botox. Yes. So that's part of the reason why he's not quite aging as fast as Schwarzenegger. Okay, so he, but, he has um, yet to melt. Well, but you can see his, his true face underneath struggling with the fake face. So but Schwarzenegger is like, he's like a pumpkin that's been left out for like a week. And like yeah. his features are just sort of like, kind of like melting together and like drooping like, yeah. I'm telling you though. This was a fun movie, and okay. you would definitely enjoy renting it for a dollar. I, I don't know if it's still at the movie theater, because it's been out for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know what? I liked it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. The other movie I saw uh, was World War Z on video. Oh, man. The uh, the book that I... That, did you read the book? I read half the book. Okay. And right. then I was decided I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did that too, and I just decided whatever uh, crappy chapter i was in i was like screw it it's non-linear and i just like skipped to the next chapter until i found a story i liked see that's what i should have done i don't like these new ones like the world war z and robopocalypse are both best-selling books that are just a bunch of disjointed chapters from different people's point of views and uh written like journal entries and shit mm-hmm. don't like it not a fan don't i don't have to be because enough other people are but not a fan so World War Z, there were some fantastic chapters, like the Blind Man chapter, dealing with zombies, and then there were some shitty ones. Right, right. So, so World War Z is like, it's it's like they threw all that out the window and just like made their own weird zombie movie, and then just called it World War Z. Right. So uh, I had avoided it this summer, and I talked about it on this podcast because they had massive rewrites and massive reshoots, lots of problems on the set, mm-hmm. and that usually means a shitty movie. Right. But right. for the first time ever, the massive reshoots and stuff was actually good because I enjoyed the movie. Wow. <laughs> so I feel bad that I skipped it at the theater, but I watched it on video, and it's it's definitely decent. Um, you usually don't get uh, an actor on Brad Pitt's car- caliber mm-hmm. to do a zombie movie. Right. So that was nice because he's a good actor. Cool. Um, so he did good. And the zombies were fucking crazy. And there was lots of them, and they just kept coming. And I highly enjoyed that, too. So, so, so it's, it's been out for a while, so I want you to spoil this movie for me, because I will never watch it. Uh, how, so, the, the main question in my mind, when I'm watching yes. the trailer, right, right. it's because, like, the zombies are just, like, this weird, like, it's, it's almost like they're, like, an amoeba together, because well, they're just grabbing everything. These zombies, it's kind of like 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. You know, 28 Days Later, there was, like, the blood, the angry blood. <laughs> The rage. Rage blood, yeah. So that's basically what this is because um, all they had to do is bite you and in 12 seconds later, because Brad Pitt counts, 12 seconds later you're, you're a zombie. Mm-hmm. So it's not your typical zombie where you're dead and you come back from the dead. It's just like hijacks your mind. It's like a, it's more of like a, a parasite. Okay. And then once you become a parasite, though, all of a sudden you have like superhuman strength, it seems, because they run really fucking fast and they can climb stuff. And so it's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, and they definitely have like an ant. And, and one of the things that impressed me in the trailer was they have like this ant mentality. They, they use each other mm-hmm. to climb over walls and stuff. Um, right. Very. And, and that, that was very interesting, very different. Yes. 
Yeah, so I liked it. I liked how fast, like, like you can't escape them. You know, other zombies, you might be able to escape them. You really can't escape them. Like, the whole cities are going down in minutes. Um, so, it was refreshing. I liked it. Lots of good action. Um, the ending, mm, it's okay. But they got that far. And there was actually this woman that I was rooting for the whole time. There's this, this woman, she's an Israeli soldier. And uh, she gets bit and Brad Pitt just chops her hand off. Because she got bit on the hand to save her. And then for the whole rest of this movie, I kept rooting for the scrappy, one-handed Israeli woman <laughs> uh, soldier. I was like, mm-hmm. come on, you can do it. And so she's kind of like f- sticking with Brad Pitt for the rest of the movie. And there's a bunch of times you're like, oh, fuck. You know, you know Brad Pitt's not going to die. But you're like, no, don't kill her. Right. And so uh, the whole time I'm just rooting for her. So she was cool. I hope she comes back for the sequel. Cool. Maybe she'll be a zombie next time. No. So uh, the ending, it was okay. They had, they had a very interesting way to uh, kind of solve their dilemma. But there's plenty of room for a sequel. Were they like... <laughs> so did, did they release some kind of gas? I mean, like, right. there's so many all zombies right. out there. Here we go. 30 seconds. Earmuffs for all the rest of you guys out there. Just look at 30 seconds on the counter. Here we go. Okay. All right. Zombies only attack healthy people because it's in their mind to infect other healthy people with their virus. So they don't infect sick people. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt goes to like the CDC and injects himself with like AIDS. What? <laughs> and then zombies are like, fuck that guy. I'm not biting him. He's got AIDS. And uh, they, they ignore him. So they just go around. Everyone start in, uh, infecting yourself with uh, diseases and stuff. What? And we might die from them. But he doesn't do AIDS. He does a different one. But um, he's like, just keep infecting yourself. And then you can walk. It's like a camouflage. You can walk right past the zombies. If you smell like cancer, they won't eat you. <laughs> Damn. So, 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 so they're only so they're not flesh eaters. They just want to like bite, bite you and spread the virus because it's yes. a parasite. Yes. And so if you have some kind of sick virus, they don't go after you. That so. is like. And that's the end. It's both novel and absurd at the same time. Yeah, that's how it ends. So they, they haven't retaken the planet. They've just figured out a way to stop dying. So there's plenty of room for the sequel. So if everybody's sick, how are they supposed to like... So if you have like a, like a runny nose and like a cold, how are you supposed to like fight off like the zombie invasion, man? When I, when I get a cold, I don't want to leave my house. Well, that's the thing. I mean, all these soldiers, they're like, yo, here, you can have whooping cough and you can have dysteria <laughs> and you can have scarlet fever, you know, and they're like, all right, go fight for 20 minutes and then we're going to give you the vaccine before you die. <laughs> Damn. So, but I was, it was interesting. It's a little corny, but you know, whatever. I like I the mean, movie though. If they were, if they were like, yo, here's the venom symbiote and it's probably going to like take over your mind and like kill you within 24 hours, like the new uh, venom comic. Uh, so you get it for 24 hours, go out there, kill some zombies, come back and we're going to take it off you. Yeah. Like that'd be, I mean, I think that would be acceptable, but like, they're like, yeah, what do we got in CVS? It's the, it's the flu shot. This is yeah. going to make you totally sick for 24 hours, and the zombies won't eat you. Well, like I said, it was different. It was novel. But the whole movie is just like one stop, one long chase scene. So that was fun. Right. So. But, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do think I heard you mention a comic. Let's uh, segue into comics, bitch. Sure, why not? Oh, All yeah, right. that's right. We both read a comic. Yes. Now, I've been saying forever, I was the hugest X-Men fan. I've got thousands of dollars of X-Men comic books saved in my closet that are now worthless. Worthless. It's not worth the paper it's printed on. It's the resale market is dead. Um, but anyways, I love X-Men, but I just stopped collecting them, one, because I started dating girls and, <laughs> um, and spending my money on dates and CDs and going to the movies. 
But um, two, in the 90s and, and, and X-Men, it just got stupid. The X-Men used to be fun, and then it just became really like, you know, it was like racial prejudice against mutants, and they were just all sit around feeling bad for themselves that they had powers. So I was like, fuck you guys, until all new X-Men came out. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling you, I was like, oh, you know what? I could get behind this. They they bring, they go back in time and grab the original X-Men and bring them to the current time. And they're like, holy shit, we fucked up this world. This sucks. Um, but they want to help. And I was like, this is really cool. And it's kind of like jokey. And they get back to what what I liked about the X-Men. So right. I said, I said this, this could be the comic that gets me back in. And then Chad, I will say you were nice enough to, and I'm doing air quotes right now, purchase... The first 15 all the X-Men comics for me and give them to me digitally. And I read them like in a day. And I love it. Love all new X-Men. I'm back on board. I want to just, I want to read these comics. They're I so feel, good. I feel like, all right, one, one character, the Beast, who's dying, going back in time and bringing the original team back to the present is like, it, it's cheesy, but it's also like the best way to like reboot a series ever. Because, exactly. Because, all right, so, uh, you know, the New 52, the Flash, like, uh, trying to stop his mom from dying and, like, reverse Flash and, like, accidentally screwing up the timeline as, like, a boner, like, oh, Flash, you screwed up the timeline. I guess it's slightly different now so we can reboot everything. That's totally lame. Yeah. But, like, bringing the original team back into the future uh, where both teams simultaneously exist is awesome because then you get like both perspectives you get like the old jaded x-men that are still around and then you get like the the new unjaded x-men that are like well you guys are idiots what what did we do yeah totally agree dc was just like no we're just restarting everything and marvel's like no we're just gonna put spins on things up i liked it it's fantastic the the new x-men from the the past they show up and and they're like what the fuck? Like Cyclops is like, I'm an asshole. And Jean Grey is like, well, at least you're an asshole. I'm dead. And, uh, you know, and Iceman's like, oh, I'm pretty much what I thought I would be. And, and Beast is like, I'm blue and furry. Holy shit, this sucks. Right. And Beast gets to the future and he's like, and old Beast is like, I did all these calculations and uh, there's nothing I can do. They're all like, I'm going to die. And old Beast is like, you're fucked up on your math, genius. Yeah. And saves his life. So it's actually, I've really enjoyed it. I, it's refreshing because the the original X-Men and their mindset is the way I always liked the X-Men. You know, they're just like, all right, let's go fuck evil up, you know, and let's not take ourselves too seriously. And then meanwhile, you know, the current one's like, no, let's take ourselves way seriously, dudes. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. And they're like, fuck you. So, um... They're like, there's lots of humor. It's funny. There's uh, the the writing is fantastic because there's not even a ton of action in it, and it doesn't even need to be. Like, it's just really good dialogue and stuff, and, yeah, and I like and, it. It really it really shows off, in my opinion, how like the old X Men they're like at the end of their proverbial rope, like um, in terms of like being interesting. You know, yeah. like who cares about like what's going on with Kitty Pride? All right, so she has some issues. Uh, whatever. You know, nobody cares because it's like she's been through so much. Like Cyclops, he's been through so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like like the whole the uh, Phoenix Force possessing him. You know, kind of like changing his perspective on things. All right, whatever. He's he, he's seen some serious shit. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, cares? I, but like the new guys are like, you know, it's like a fresh per, fresh start. I I could not agree with you more. That's a great point to make because it's true. You keep having bad things happen to people 
over and over again for decades and the shit gets weary and it just piles up. You're totally right. I mean, yeah, these guys, I mean, they should be bitter because nothing good happens to them. You know, maybe they'll die for a couple years and come back and like, ah, oh, that was refreshing rest. Yeah. You know, but you're right. Like too much shit has happened to them. And like, uh, there, there's it's, this it's old. There's this great line. Uh, I think where like that Jean Grey is figuring out that she died and she's yeah. like she's looking at her name on the uh, on the school like the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning and she's like wait a second I died uh and she's like what happened and I think Beast says like oh which time Yeah she goes how did I die and he goes which it just deadpan looks at her which time Yeah exactly it's just like <laughs> that, that, and that just totally makes fun of like everything that's come before Oh yeah know? like I was I was laughing the whole time as I was reading this like it was really witty um, it's really, I feel like it's going to restore my love for X-Men and comics at the same time. So hopefully I don't fuck the new cast up immediately, <laughs> you know, and just destroy them. Well, it's um, like, you know, you know what they could always do is like, <laughs> go back 24 hours before the Beast went back in time and bring like the, the new old X-Men back. Well, see, and that's the thing too, like, you know, obviously time travel is a little corny because what would stop them from bringing in all sorts of X-Men. Like, all right, you already brought the originals back. Now bring in the, and I'm doing air quotes again, the new X-Men when Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Storm and Banshee first joined. Fucking bring those guys because that was the best lineup. So bring those motherfuckers in too, you know, and then go back five years after that when Rogue joined and Psylocke. <laughs> and just bring in, just bring back like 200 X-Men and they'll be like, all right, no one in the world can stop us now. Well, hang on, hang on. Let's, let, let's not go crazy. Because well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you can do it once, you know, that's the only, you know, complaint you can throw at this. You're like, well, what would stop you from doing it a zillion times? Who cares? Well, they were the, and they, they made sure to talk about, like, over and over again. They're like, wait a second. What the hell is happening to the space-time continuum? Isn't, like, reality going to cease to exist now? And somebody's like, no, re- space-time continuum is like an organism. You can't really, like, destroy it. It just changes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so the, they do try and point at it, like, this is really, really bad. But I liked it. I mean... Seeing the interaction with old school Cyclops and his current brother Havoc, and Cyclops is like, "Holy shit, dude! Man, you're on the Avengers now! Oh man, you got adopted! Oh, this is so cool!" And they're like, "Summer's brother, high five!" And they're like, "I love you, man!" And stuff. And it's like it was like touching and cool. And you're just like, "Ah, oh, this is so you know like stuff like that." It's like, man, this is really nice. And you know, I personally, um, I always like Cyclops, and I feel like. It was interesting that they turned him into a bad guy, but they just they just fucked with him for decades. You know, they just like I, I always thought he was a cool guy, and now in the current time stream, they're like, "Yeah, your old Cyclops, he's an asshole." It's like, "Fuck you guys! You guys all turned, you know, you pushed him into this." See, and I think that's great. It's great. You can show two sides to one character without yep. having like, all right, you know, who's who's writing him this week? Yeah, you know, it's like, all right, so so my my hopes. For the future of this comic, and there's a big, uh, there's a big, um, like a, I don't know if it's like the annual or something happening. It's like um, oh, it's crossover. Yeah, it's a big crossover happening right now. But my my hopes for this comic is that they they find new and creative ways to kill off one of the two X Men because there's too many now, so you're gonna have to kill some off. And that and that number two that. Um, that old Cyclops stays and becomes the new Magneto because he's kind of already there. He changed his costume up; it looks like villainy, and he's making his own like you know dark brotherhood of evil mutants. He's got his own school that they're building at the old um, Weapon X facility, which is awesome. And yeah. he even recruited 
they they were they recruited some um some mutants uh like old ones and like new ones too well he's just trying to say yo people are hate mutants come with us we'll keep you safe exactly and they're fighting like and they're gonna make like an army to like fight the humans so yeah. there's a big thing coming to a head and it'll be like old old x-men versus new x-men and somebody's gonna die and also i personally can't stand wolverine i just can't i don't know when the fuck he became so popular that he has to be in every single version and he has to be the leader you know when wolverine was cool wolverine was cool when he was just one of the x-men mm-hmm. he was not the leader he didn't have an opinion he was just like, ah, I'm like a rage monster sometimes. And he was just one of the members. And he always said, he's like, I never want to be the leader. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're cool, I'll follow you. But he's like, I don't want that responsibility. Then they just made him. Then it, you know, then it became literally like in the cartoon, Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hate that. Hate that Wolverine's got to be all of it. And so I like that, although he's still one of the men in charge in this one, I like that instead of him being the cool dick rebel, now that the, the, the new X-Men from the past are actually fucking with him. Yeah, exactly. And they're and, like, they're shut up, old man. You're lame. And they go like, they steal his motorcycle. Cyclops steals his motorcycle and stuff. And it's like, I like that they're kind of like sassing him now. Well, he's well, he's totally changed too. Where like Cyclops has, be- has evolved into this bad guy. Wolverine has evolved into somebody who's like, yo, yo, you don't have to go down that dark path that I went down and be like the berserker guy who just like kills people. All right, he's like, he's like, you know, my hands aren't clean. But I will, I will, you know, dispense my knowledge onto you. And he's kind of the, um, I don't know if he's the, he's the headmaster, but he's definitely like one of the old dudes who just teaches at the college now. And he's not like, he's, he's not like the same Wolverine who is like, I'll do anything to like kill someone. You know, like as soon as somebody starts messing with him, he's like claws out, jumping at him, ready to kill. Well, see, like I like the the original Wolverine wasn't even that crazy. Mm. So I like the original Wolverine. We're talking X Men like '94 to like 140. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a long that, time ago. That, well, that was my favorite team. I make mm-hmm. no bones about it. Every month, I mean, it wasn't quite so crazy. You know, every month they they fought bad guys, tried to save the world and stuff, but it wasn't so much of the mutant prejudice and stuff. Um, that's my happy place. Okay. So, well, but yeah. So we've read one through fifteen. There's a lot more to go. Yeah, get me some more. That because that Children of the Atom crossover sounds pretty cool. Ah, exactly. So you know. Work your magic, please. And thank goodness. And, and you know, I would just say, like, at the uh, final thought, at the end of the Avengers versus X-Men crossover, mm-hmm. they uh, they found a way to get rid of the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Thank goodness. And then the next, the next uh, you know, the next month they brought back Jean Grey. And they're like, it's cool, Jean Grey. The Phoenix Force is gone. So we don't have to, like, have that, like, hovering over your character the entire time. Right. Like, oh, when's she gonna turn Dark Phoenix? Because they already got rid of it, so don't worry. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that is cool. And and coincidentally, we just both saw the the trailer for the new X Men movie, which is funny because it's it's past and present uh, X Men and future. <laughs> right. Um. So. Right, and they haven't shown any Sentinels yet. I think like they're gonna release like Hollywood movies, the big blockbusters. They'll shoot like like a teaser trailer where it's like a real trailer but they don't show anything they just have like talking and whatnot yeah and they're like look it's this character whoa uh well, so i think they're gonna do like the action trailer next i did see a picture of what magneto now looks like in the past version mm-hmm. and he's got a pretty cool costume it's like classic magneto right but without like screaming bright red and screaming purple underoos right but you know it's not so. like it's not like black leather like no, I did in the first no, yeah. So it's actually so it's actually maroon, 
but it looks cool. Right. You know, like earthy tones. Thank <laughs> goodness. Thank goodness they figured that out because God, when the first X Men movies were coming out, they were like, there. I remember watching some like behind the scenes, of, like the X Men movie where we we're getting pumped, and it was like some arts designer or the costume designer who was like. Yeah, what would a superhero like really be like? And that's what you know, like what would they want to wear? And that's why we chose black leather for everybody with just tiny little hints of color. Oh, I actually just read uh, like a recent interview with the costume designer. Oh, really? And I'm going to go murder her. Oh no! And the people that hired her. Oh. I, I'm, she's a great costume designer for everything else she did. But she said, "Yeah, I got hired for the X Men. I had no idea who the X Men were. Ugh. Never read a comic. Never read a cartoon. So I just started from scratch. And it's like, fuck you, wow. whoever hired you. Of course, she put them in black leather and they look fucking stupid because she had no idea what to do. And it's like, no, like that's why it's like the X Men first class was awesome." Because they're like, yeah, we'll put you in blue and yellow costumes, but we'll make it look kind of cool. Like, they, they were great blue and yellow costumes. And she was just like, yeah, I have no idea, but I am a costume designer, so let's just make you look like uh, cool people. Uh, uh, let's give you some hip costumes. And she was like, yeah, I had no idea. I was so nervous. and But, you know, I, I really think uh, it's fun the way I did it. And then it's like, no. And fuck you for whoever hired her. Because he should have hired someone with some fucking knowledge or put some comic books in their goddamn hands. Exactly. Exactly. Like, all right, all right. who's the producer and was it important for them to, uh, to like, keep some kind of continuity from the comics? Obviously not. Yeah. And then, and then, and life recreates art or imitates art or whatever, because then, like, the comics are like, yeah, let's just all do black leather. Uh. So for a while, then everyone was trying to be too cool um, in the comics, too, so... But yeah, I, I read that and I was like, well, of course they fucked it up because this person had no experience with the X Men. Yeah. So, but anyways. Oh well, at least at least like nowadays, you know, like now that that dark chapter is over, uh, you know, like every actor that'll be cast for something big, they'll come up with some interview beforehand. They'll be like, no, 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 guys, it's okay, it's okay. Like I read, uh, like this, like this run of comics by the character that I'm going to play. So don't well, worry. Yeah, it's like studios finally, you know, it's like studios before would think that fans are the dumbest people. It's like, well, but you are making movies that we are specifically going to go to. And so now they, they have figured it out. They're like, oh, we do kind of have to pander to them and do the things that they like and stuff. And, exactly. You know, and um, so, yeah, I don't think they'll repeat some of those past mistakes. Before then, they thought they knew better than we did. Right. So, or they'd be like, well, I'm going to take an awesome idea that everyone loves, but I have to put my own egotistical spin on it. And uh, they're, they're not doing that quite as much, so Thank I appreciate goodness. that. You, dude, you know what, uh, what else I also read? I read the original uh, Death of Gwen Stacy arc, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. I mean, Spider-Man kills her. Well, well, it's funny how they do it, because it looks, if you don't read any of the bubbles, uh-huh. <laughs> any of the words, it looks like he kills her. But they go through great lengths to uh, to kind of like show that the goblin killed her no way spider-man kills her her neck snaps because well, he well, saved her with the webs that's and that's like what we think in this modern age but like literally in that panel he's like haha she was already dead before you shot your web the shock of the fall killed her bullshit yes. that's some retro con and going they, on there i mean maybe they like had it one way and then last minute changed the text but like the goblin says it right there and then spider-man afterwards he's like how dare you kill my girlfriend you killed the woman i love you killed you killed you killed and later he's like god damn it the goblin killed gwen stacy and there's no guilt there's no like i had anything to do with it it's always like goblin well, goblin goblin well yeah if you killed your girlfriend too you would blame <laughs> it on the guy that you know, 
took her hostage. And it is that guy's fault. He put her in that position, otherwise she wouldn't have died. But technically, he tried to save her and failed because she, he stopped her fall so fast that her neck snapped. Yes. So I thought it's supposed, it's supposed to teach him to be a more responsible superhero. No, instead he was like, instead he was like, uh, over the span of like six comics, he was like, Goblin, I, uh, kid gloves are off. They keep saying kid gloves are off. I'm going to kill you. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly what he does. And you definitely would say that, you know. Oh, of course. Even if you accidentally killed your old friend, if it was the the mask costume guy that kidnapped him in the first place, obviously you gotta, you know, it is his fault. It was (laughs) well, it was very strange because like he's like goblin killed her, goblin killed her, and then he goes down uh, to the street level where her body is, and like the police are already there, and he's like, "Get away from her!" And then like Spider Man, what happened? And he's like, "Spider Man killed her." (laughs) <laughs> and zooms away and I'm like wait a second wait what 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 you're now claiming responsibility even though you just said that the goblin killed her like a zillion times because he knows that he technically killed her Ex- although the the goblin really did I mean the goblin pushed her but but it was, it was his the way he rescued her killed her it, what was crazy was uh reading through the comic like talk about directors taking stuff directly from comics as opposed to like not reading them at all sam raimi like stole the first spider-man movie directly out of this arc and i was so surprised to see like the exact same things happening like the way that he has uh gwen stacy up on the bridge and tosses Mm -hmm. her off straight out of the spider-man movie and then afterwards the way that spider-man tracks him down to like this warehouse and the Mm -hmm. goblin um uh like throws the pumpkin bomb at him Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, accidentally kills himself, spears himself with the uh, the flyer, yeah. straight out of the movie. Like, well, we can't we can't we can't say that Sam Raimi stole it. I, like, aren't we happy oh, no, that he no, took I, it from the comic? I, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to say like stole in like a bad way. I mean like he directly took the comic and like put it up there on the screen, minus yeah. a few details like you know Mary Jane instead of Gwen Stacy, and then Mary Jane living instead of dying. Right, but we've got Spider Man coming out next summer. Gwen Stacy is the main character. Right, and and just like the comics, Captain Stacy has already died. Yes, and just like the comics, Gwen Stacy, uh, actress Emma Stone, is definitely dying next summer. Good. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't have any knowledge of this, but I'm just going to say she's dying next summer. Good. Well, it's about time, because like you can't kill off the, the, the main love interest in the first movie. It has to be movie number two. Yeah. So then you can rebound, and movie number three, you get your revenge. Yeah, and they cut they they had cast Mary Jane and then they fired her, um, so she's not going to show up until movie three anyway. So Gwen Stacy's definitely going to die in the second movie. Hooray! Yeah, I just want to s- real quickly stick on this superhero thing. Mm. Uh, two superhero shows that I watched: The Shield, right, and then there's Arrow, Green Arrow, right. And I hear one just sucks and the other just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Um, well, now Arrow is on season two and Shield on season one, so it's almost. It's I feel slightly bad comparing them, but I'm going to anyways. Shield sucks ass. Yeah, right. And I want it to be good. I want it to be good, mm-hmm. but it's bad. They are idiots. Uh-huh. Like Shield is supposed to be this amazing, you know, military brightest minds, and they've got all these people. They just found a way to have like six people on the team, and they're all idiots. Right. Agent Agent Coulson's a fucking idiot for hiring idiots. <laughs> And then everyone else is an idiot. And the only cool one is this uh, Asian woman. She's like a veteran mm-hmm. who whoops ass. Cool. Um, and she's kind of mysterious, so that's cool. Everyone else is an open book. They suck. They're all idiots. And it's like, how can you be the head of this amazing organization? You know, it's like the, it's like if the CIA hired the Scooby Gang. 
Right, and they're all soft mysteries. <laughs> they're they're all really young too. Yeah, they're like all right, um, we're the CIA, and uh, we're the most amazing crime solving uh, organization on the planet. But uh, oh, we're gonna bring in Fred and Daphne and Velma and their stoner friend and his dog to solve this. That's basically what Shield does. Agent Coulson's like, yeah, I've got this one guy who's awesome, but he's also like he's a loner, Dotty. <laughs> I'm a loaded <laughs> I'm a rebel. So he's stupid. We're going to bring these two scientists that are funny, but they're fucking stupid and shouldn't be in the field. We're going to bring in this new girl because she's a computer hacker uh-huh. and she's somehow greater than any hacker we've got. So we'll bring her on the team. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Can they we... have dumb speeches. It's like, ugh, it's so bad. Can, we, can, can, can I... Uh... I, so I haven't watched the show, but but I've been kind of like behind the scenes reading about each episode. Uh, can I just unleash... What I think would save the show, yes, and that Kill is all of them. Well, well, check it out, check it out. I think they should finally reveal that Agent Coulson is a scroll, and that every choice that he's made, every hire, like getting these idiots on the team, was just a way to kind of like sabotage Shield through like inane bureaucracy. That would be good. I and mean, it kills them all, and they do keep hinting that there's something wrong with them and stuff. But uh, there's no antagonist mm-hmm. in the show major fail right you've got to have some kind of big bad that is either in the shadows you're going after they're just starting to now saying well there's this organization that's trying to create superheroes so i guess that's kind of the big bad we're five episodes in but they're lame it's Mm -hmm. just ugh, it's just not good i mean there's there's occasionally some funny banter you know joss whedon style but uh the show sucks now arrow is awesome Mm -hmm. and arrow started out awesome in season one and it's gotten uh, it's still good in season two. Um, he's really cool. There's lots of action. Arrow whoops ass. It's clever. The show is streamlined. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel, but there are some really cool flashbacks mm-hmm. that I enjoy. It's on the CW, so yes, there is some angst. Right. There is some boy-girl angst, but they dialed it down, so it's not overwhelming the whole show. And the shittiest character from season one, uh, who our listener Dexter Morrill would agree, um, they killed him in Woo! the season one finale. Hooray! Like you're the worst part of the show, so we're gonna kill you, and we're gonna your death is not only gonna make the show better, but it's gonna serve as motivation for Green Arrow to uh, clean up his act. Hooray! So he he Green Arrow um, murdered everyone in the first season, <laughs> and now he's trying to be a good guy. So he's not he's not trying to kill people anymore. Okay, it still might happen. So he's not totally like Batman would never pick up a gun. He'll still kill people, mm-hmm. but he's trying not to. Well, that's good. Um, they just introduced Black Canary. There's a cool mm-hmm. spin on her. Um, I like the show, man. It's good. You know, it's not the greatest of all time, but it's episode to episode's cool. Like I said, there's you know, it's an hour long show. Well, technically, what like 44 minutes or something like that. Right. Um, you know, yeah, there's a good 10 minutes of bullshit every episode. <laughs> With, you know, the guy who's talking to the girl who can't know his superhero alias kind of thing. But aside from that, it's great. So, shield sucks, arrow rules. I'll take it. I'll take 10 minutes of, of BS instead of, like, 60. And they're going to introduce the Flash later in this season, and he's going to be, actually be the Flash. Awesome. Like, there's not, like, like Black Canary, she, she doesn't have the super yell. She has, like, some kind of, like, tech thing she puts down. And it's like, and, like, crushes windows everywhere. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't, she's not super-powered, but the Flash actually will be super-powered, and he'll have the red tights. Hooray! So. All right. Well, cool. Well, I think that about wraps us up. 
for this oh, week. I got one last thing. All right, hurry up. Okay. Ah, fuck it. I'll save it for next time. Ah, right, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I got one. I got No. No, no, we'll do it next week. Anyway, yes, thanks thanks so much, Maniacs, for listening. We're the Jumpman Podcast. Uh, we're a weekly video game slash movie slash comic slash whatever podcast. You can check us out on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, JumpmanPodcast.com. And please uh, say what's up on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So, And even though the Twitter contest is over, if you do get retweeted by someone awesome, like someone from Baywatch or something, uh, put it on our page because I would love to see it. And, dude, so, uh, very special announcement. We have just joined the ranks of an up-and-coming site. It's, the, it's called uh, RageQuitCast.com. Yeah, all about video games. So, uh, imag- imagine Screw Attack. Imagine RetroWare TV. Um, uh, at its infancy. Yeah. At the very beginning when they were just pulling together like the greatest bits of like um you know stuff on the internet and mm-hmm. we're there it's like there right now so it's like at the very beginning there's already awesome stuff there we're there and we have great expectations so you should definitely check them out yeah ragequitcast.com it's really cool because they do like a lot of uh, walkthroughs on video games and like the like as soon as video games are coming out like they're doing reviews of them and stuff so mm-hmm. you got to check it out like they did some great reviews of the walking dead games i think they're going to do the new batman game um, lots of uh, what are the videos that you watch? Those um, oh, like net, le, kind of like MMOs, but uh, like like Final Fantasy games. What do you call those? Uh, RPGs. Yeah, yeah, RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm only half awake right now. Um, so it's really cool. Like it's fun. Like they take you through them, and it, it's fun. So you can watch some walkthroughs and stuff. And um, so hi- highly enjoyable. And they're putting uh, new videos out all the time. So yeah, you got to get on this shit now, like we did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so check it out. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. Soup. Jumpman engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.